Welcome to the EA Church Podcast. If this ministry has touched your life or you're in need of spiritual support, please let us know by emailing prayer at effinghamassembly.org. If you would like to support our ministry, visit effinghamassembly.org forward slash giving and choose a donation option that's best for you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, this morning we continue on with our Advent series with love. Love. It's something everyone's looking for. But it can only be found in one right place. And that's what we're going to look at here for just a few minutes. My scripture this morning is 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. So if you have your Bible, your device, turn with me. You'll have the scriptures on the screen if you don't have either to help you along this morning. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Father, this morning, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have to hear about love this morning. And I pray this morning that we'll let the spirit of God speak to our hearts and change our lives. God, and we'll let the true love have the most impact on our lives this morning. And Lord, those that need to experience that true love from you today, I pray you'd prepare their hearts and they'd be ready. Ready for them to receive your love and your grace today. The true love that's only from you. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. There's an old song that you may be familiar with, and it's called this, Looking for Love. Johnny Lee, the famous country singer, made it famous. Right. The famous lyrics said this, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces. You know, that's something that we all, as humans, do. And it's an aspect that we only have. Animals can't th- do this. They have uh, just their natural instincts. But human beings are the ones that can only look for this true love. And readily, we want to admit it or not, we are all looking for love. And a lot of places, other than the right place, we may look for this love and our spouse, which is important. There's, actually, there's a, a good, true love in that. But there's a truer love than that. In our jobs, in our finances, in our circumstances, in our status, in our clothes, whatever that is, we're all looking for love somewhere, but it ends up being in the wrong places. And maybe we find it in many faces. The Greeks have four different words that we terms of talking about love and that we see in scripture 
The first one is eros, and that's one word for love that gives us a, a love desire, a sexual desire, an erotic desire for someone that you have by your, your spouse, and that's driven by a desire. We have storge, which is the second word for love, and it's more of a familiar love. It's uh, the way you love your brothers and your sisters and your mothers, your fathers. There's a philea love, which is a brotherly love, like a, you feel close to someone who's maybe not your relation, but there's a brotherly or sisterly love. There's a fondness, and then there's an agape love. The difference between agape and the rest of the three is there's a decision and a choice. The other three are based upon feelings, and agape is based upon a decision. And we don't necessarily say that God's love is agape, but God's love is a type of agape because the world can have an agape love, which is important, but God's love is a type of that. But an agape love is an emotion, little to do with emotion, and it's a self-denial for one another. It's a love that's not based upon circumstances. It's a selfless love that does not demand or seek reciprocation of the love. It's a love that you can give to the unlovable. And we'll all admit we experience those unlovable people in our lives. Maybe sometimes they're in your family. <laughs> Maybe sometimes they're at work. But there's an agape love that you can love people in spite of how they are. Agape gives and chooses because it wants to. It's based upon a decision and not the circumstances or the emotion or the things that blow here and there. So this morning we're going to look at the agape love of God towards us. This is based upon 1 John 4, 8, that God is love. When we speak of this love, it goes above and beyond. Agape loves you when you don't deserve it. There's no expectation of anything in return. Again, it's you love them, and it's decision. God loves us so we can know God. God loves you and I in spite of who we are and what we do. God has a love. The statement, God is love, though, ought not to be confused of love is God. Because God is love. God, love is very God's very essence. And God's love also is part of a discipline. Scripture says he disciplines us because he loves us. As a parent, you discipline and you raise your children, you give them boundaries. Why? Because you love them. And God does that also with us. And God's love makes a difference in our lives because first, you and I are loved by God. The story starts with this, Matthew chapter 1, verse 8. Sorry, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God's love for us brought Jesus. When God created the world, man sinned. That was not God's intention. Man had a free will. Adam and Eve sinned. Somebody probably would have at some point. 
But because of that sin and sin entered to the world, there need to be something that would redeem. There need to be a sacrifice. There need to be a once and all way for people to be loved and to receive God's forgiveness. John 3.16. You know, you probably know this. You probably have seen it on a some sort of placard or sign at a football game, right? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that in order that the world might be saved through him. Saved now. Not just saved so we can get a go to heaven card. Go past hell. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That we might be impacted right here and right now. Not just about some moment when we die and we go be some sort of an angel in the cloud with a harp. But God loved us so we could be saved right here, right now and be part of what his, he's doing. That thy kingdom would come, thy will would be done on earth as it is in heaven right here, right now. God is love, and he defines that love. And we're all looking for love. But sometimes in our lives, we don't feel like we can be loved, do we? Circumstances, situations, shame, hurt, pain, issues of life, think that we're unlovable, we're unreachable, or maybe we've sinned so much that we've are too far away, we're too far from the aspects of God's love and His mercy and His grace. But we're not. God proved His love for us by sending Jesus. Ephesians 2.4 But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love which He has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Before you and I come to faith in Jesus Christ, before we make a decision to follow Christ, we are dead. We're dead in our trespasses. There's not one thing you and I can do beyond accepting the grace and mercy of God to receive that love. We can't do good works. We can't give enough money. We can't come to church enough. We can't try to live a pure life. We can't do anything separate from the love and the grace of, and accepting that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's nothing. Scripture says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Again, you can do whatever you want. You can give a, a bazillion dollars. You can hold the doors open for all, at all the stores for all the old ladies. You can shovel sidewalks. You can do everything you can, but it, nothing like that is going to align except the grace and mercy of God that you accept for your life. Romans 5.8, God shows his love for us, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. The simple gospel is really simple, that we accept his grace and mercy. We're saved through faith. Nothing we can do can save us. First John 3.16 By this we know love, that he laid down his life 
for us. Jesus could have stayed in heaven, but he was the opportunity that we might have the once and for all sacrifice. Because up to this point, they're going to the temple. You, you know, you have to get a lamb for sacrifice. You got to go have it sacrificed at the temple by the priest. You have no access to God. You have to rely on somebody else to talk to God. You have to rely on somebody else asking for the forgiveness of your sins. You're dependent upon someone else. But Jesus came, the once and for all sacrifice, that we might have access to God. You and I have direct access to God today. We can pray to God immediately. We don't have to go to anyone to ask them to forgive us of our sins. We don't have to go to ask anyone to pray for us. We don't have to ask any for a, a saint or an idol to pray for us. We have direct access to the Father through Jesus Christ. The second thing is, you and I are able to love because of God's love for us. This is a big challenge. We all have a hard time at times of loving others. Sometimes during the holidays, right? All the families get together. That one annoying uncle or aunt, or they say these crazy things at the most inopportune times. Or maybe in your family, maybe there's been stress in situations that have gone on. Maybe it's through divorce. Maybe it's bad business dealings. Maybe there's hurt and pain. If that's real. There's strains. I'm sure there's strains in families today in this congregation that you're just not looking forward to or maybe you're not at all getting together because of issues. But God's love came through Jesus that we could love everyone. That doesn't maybe we just excuse bad behavior or bad things that have gone on, but enables us to love them with an agape love. I love you in spite of. And it's a process with human beings. There's the hurts and pains, and it's going to be like an onion to, to, to deal with those things. But with Christ. All things are possible, and you can get through it. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord. So when you gather, you can begin to make peace because of God's love. God settled it all. Then we just have a choice in the matter. You can love when you're intentional about it. We can seek the people out to love by choice. And we're capable. Sometimes you'll say, I'm not capable, Pastor. I'm not capable of loving people. 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. This is the grace and mercy that we extend. We've been given so much grace and mercy in our lives, and we don't deserve one speck of it. But what? because we've been given it, we have to measure it back. And we can do that because of God's love for us. John 15, 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. God's love. Jesus laid down his life for us. It's the gospel. 
It's the gospel that we talked about. The angels proclaimed the good news of great joy for all people. I love that. We talked about last week how God came, the angels, God sent the angels to who? The shepherds. The shepherds were the commoners. Just like you and me, actually, they were probably in society, lower status than anyone here in this room is. He, the angels could have gone to the most high political power of the day, could have gone to the most religious leaders of the day, but he went, the angels went to simple shepherds watching their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord came upon them and told them of the good news of great joy for all the people. Not one of you in this room, not one of the person in this world is excluded from God's love. Again, you've not done anything too great, too far, too bad for God to not love you. God's love is available for you today. We see this in the Magi. Matthew chapter 2. The Magi come. Now they come later. The Magi may appear in your manger scene, your nativity, but the timeline is probably about two years. They see the star in the sky and they follow it from the east. So these probably aren't, again, Jews. These are folks from the east. They follow the star and they come and worship. Again, God just didn't come from one particular people. He came for all mankind. And because of this, we can extend love to one another. Mark twelve thirty, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is anyone around you. Your neighbor is right next to you this morning. Your neighbor is when you go to the grocery store. Your neighbor is wherever you live. Your neighbor is wherever you go and whatever you do. The person next to you is your neighbor. So why do we need to do this? How can we do this? One of my favorite songs that has become my favorite songs of Christmas time is God rest ye merry gentlemen. It reveals the heart of God to us and through us. When we look at these lines here, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay, for Jesus Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. O tidings of comfort and joy. Jesus Christ our Savior was born on this day. To what? Save us all from Satan's power. The Word. John 1 9. I love this. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The message, again, the Word became flesh and blood. 
and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like father, like son, generous inside and out. The word became flesh and moved in our neighborhood because God loves us so much. He's moved into your neighborhood. He's right next to you if he's not in your heart today. He's waiting for you to reach out to him. He loves you so much. He came from heaven to earth in a simple old stable. He wasn't born in a palace. He was born in a stable. Meager conditions. The lowliest of places. The place where animals had eaten. The place where animals hang out. The parking lot for animals. The place where the smells of animals reside. To save us all from Satan's power when we have gone astray. John 1, 3, 8. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. We're in a spiritual war. You're in a spiritual war every day. The devil's after you. The devil asked, wants to still kill and destroy you. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Hebrews 2, 14. Since therefore the children share in the flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Right here, the crown of thorns, the purple that declares his majesty. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I have come to give life and more abundantly. The devil's after you this morning, if you don't, aren't aware of that. There's a spiritual war going on. The devil wants to still kill and destroy your life. He wants to still kill and destroy your marriage. He wants to still, and still kill and destroy anything you put your hands on. But Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. And it's not a cliche. Because even, even though you have the life of Christ, the devil will still be about you. But he's overcome him. Jesus has. Verse 5. Now the Lord sing praises all you within this place and with true love and brotherhood each other now embrace this holy tide of Christmas all other doth efface John 15 12 this is my commandment that you've loved one another as I have loved you greater love has no than this than someone laid down his life for his friends and you are my friends God's love brought Jesus into the world that we might be able to love one another and I know sometimes it might not just again be as simple as what I'm saying but the gospel is simple. God's love is simple. That you can begin to make strides this Christmas, this season, to love one another as Christ has loved us. This, the manger, the crown of thorns. It's about God's love for us, God's love through us. It's what it's all about. It's what Christmas is all about. It's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That Christ came, born of a virgin. Born in simple conditions. He might identify with us, but yet be the one and only sacrifice for our sins. He would die, resurrect, now lives with the right hand of the Father, 
one day coming back for us as king. This morning, we can accept God's love. We can love God, and we can love others. Father, this morning, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the simple Christmas message, God, of your love, your love for us and through us. I pray today, God, we would, we would first, Lord, be recipients of that. We would realize that we can be. Thank you, Lord, for those in the room that have put their faith and trust in you. Thank you, Lord, for whether it's been a, a few days or several decades. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we have this moment, we have this opportunity that we can give our lives in full surrender to you. And I pray today we would do that. I pray we'd do that through the Christmas season, Lord, that we would love you and love others. In Jesus' name, amen.